Hey, good morning. It is uh, seven minutes after nine o'clock. Glad to have you with us. We had our uh, Christmas dinner yesterday at CC City Broiler, and uh, it was fabulous. Uh, many of you asked about Brian. Uh, he and his wife uh, had another commitment, and he could not make it. A lot of you asked about my bride, and she couldn't make it either. Uh, so it seems like everybody wanted to see anybody but, well, the host of the program. I, I don't understand why. When you've got such a charming personality as mine, <coughs> such a good... Are, are you okay, Brian? No, I'm not. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Please, no more of that. <laughs> uh, uh, but they did. They, they asked about you, and they asked about Gwen. Um, I showed them a, a photograph of Gwen, but I, I, my camera just couldn't hold a photograph of Brian. There's only so much only in the world a camera can take. The photo uh, melts as soon as they take it of me. <laughs> anyway, it was great for those of you who were there. I enjoyed meeting all of you. Um, it, it was just a, a terrific dinner. And then, uh, of course, having uh, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft uh, for the speaker uh, was terrific. He's the kind of guy that I would not endorse. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not because I didn't like what he had to say. If he decides to run for governor, I don't think he would be a bad choice at all. But if I endorse a candidate, well, it just... You have like, ended the political careers of hundreds throughout the years. Yes. <laughs> the more I like them, the less likely they are to succeed. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut about him. In fact, I'm going to start endorsing Democrats, Brian. That's what that I should do. probably would make a whole lot more sense. Yeah, I should find uh, uh, way left uh, Democrats and say, don't vote for him. Anyway, uh, but it was terrific. Uh, I enjoyed meeting all of you that were there. I'm sorry. Well, you know, we almost need a bigger room. We almost need a bigger room. Uh, I wonder if they could remodel the place for me. You think? I'm thinking maybe not. Huh? No, huh? no. Oh, well. It was great fun. And, uh, of course, the food was uh, was terrific. Um, what, what, they had a, a giant pork chop. I should order the pork chop. I've never had one there. But I'm just a steak lover. Oh, my God, that steak just melts in your mouth. Um, it was a filet mignon. Oh, it was good. Um, okay, I don't even know what that means. So, somebody just sent me a message. And it's like, what, what the hell is that? Brian, I need your help. I'm going to read uh, a couple of paragraphs. They're short paragraphs, but I, I need your help in understanding... Um, What's being said here? Okay. All right. This is uh, early benchmark revision of state payroll employment uh, research department. And uh, estimates by the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia indicate that the employment changes from March through June 2022 were significantly different in 33 states and the District of Columbia compared with current state estimates from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Current Employment Statistics, CES, uh, early uh, uh, benchmark estimates indicate higher changes in four states, lower in 29 states and the district, and lesser changes in the remaining 17. Here we're getting to the um, important stuff here. Our estimates incorporate more comprehensive, accurate job estimate 
released uh, by the Bureau of Labor Statistics as part of the quarterly census employment and wages program to augment. It's getting into the weeds here. But let me get to the right to the heart of this. In the aggregate, 10,500 net new jobs were added during the period rather than the 1,121,500 jobs estimated by the sum of the states in the U.S. CES estimated net growth of 1,047,000 jobs for the period. Let me go over that last uh, thing one more time. In the aggregate, 10,500 net new jobs were added during that period. Not 1,121,500 jobs estimated by the sum of the states, the United States uh, CES, that's uh, current employment statistics, um, had estimated. Are they saying that now that the election is over, these are the real employment numbers? Because it sort of sounds like that to me. I guess you could take it that way, yeah. You, 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 you probably could. Huh. Wonder why it took so long for the government to release <laughs> that data. It's just a coincidence. It, is, is that, compiling was that all these numbers takes time. Yeah. <laughs> well, they certainly straightened that out. All right. 874-9390. Toll free. 800-529-5572. President Biden, he's just, he never stops inventing stories. It's its confusing. We're going to get to that uh, in a few minutes. Uh, and uh, we're also uh, going to talk about Adam Schiff because it seems to me that he downright is threatening Twitter. Again, I defer to Brian Hansen to translate, but it... It kind of sounds like a threat to me, Brian. Just all you have to do is confirm or deny. Okay. All right. This is Adam Schiff. We've got a big problem right now with social media companies and their failure to moderate content and the explosion of hate on Twitter, um, the banning of journalists on Twitter. Um, I don't think these companies should enjoy an immunity from liability when they behave this way. Uh, You know, we can't tell them what to say or not say, but we, we gave them immunity. We said, if you'll be responsible moderators of content, uh, we will give you immunity. They haven't been. So why should they continue to enjoy that immunity from from responsibility and liability? Does that sound like blackmail to you? It does, yeah. Kind of sound like blackmail to me. He is about to be out of a job, so he's probably... uh, He didn't sound like he wanted to blackmail Twitter last year. No, everything was fine last year because they were moderating content the way they should have, like banning Trump, for example. Oh. It's really important to get that. Is that what it was? It was... Yeah. I see. I see. See, I thought it was uh, uh, just out and out uh, blackmail. You'll do as we say or we will. (laughs) Ah, golly. You never can tell with these Democrats. They're a strange, strange lot. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. China, in the news, uh, they're apparently concerned with global warming and things like that. I, I've got some audio from this uh, group that was, uh, that was meeting. Um, 
and I'll I'll play that for you a little later this program. I mean, we have got a ton of stuff to catch up on, and because it is, uh, you know, coming up on Christmas, we're going to have to play the Christmas pickle. We do that twice a year. We played it once already. We'll play it again this morning. On the Gary Nolan Show, it's the Zimmer Radio Network, and Merry Christmas. All right, it is uh, 19 minutes after the hour, and a question for you. Because Brian, Brian and I have been kicking this around for a while this morning. <laughs> oh, boy. President Biden uh, talking about his, his uncle, Frank. Uh, listen to the audio. On the Finnegan side of the family, four brothers, every single one volunteered the very next day on Monday to join. My uncle, Frank Biden, joined. My father was working in the shipyards. The fact of the matter is that, um, you know, uh, it wasn't a second thought. It just showed up. And as a generation represented by you, Ray, that uh, doesn't look for uh, accolades. You know, I, uh, my dad, when I got elected vice president, he said, Joey, Uncle Frank fought in the Battle of the Bulge. He was not feeling very well now, not because of the Battle of the Bulge, but he said, and he won the Purple Heart. And he never received it. He never, he never got it. Do you think you could help him get it? We'll surprise him. So I got him the Purple Heart. He had won it in the Battle of the Bulge. And I remember he came over to the house, and I came out, and he said, present it to him. Okay, we had the family there. I said, Uncle Frank, you won this, and I went to him. He said, I don't want the damn thing. No, I'm serious. He said, I don't want it. I said, what's the matter, Uncle Frank? You earned it. He said, yeah, but the others died. The others died. I lived. I don't want it. Um, there's a few problems here. Uh, not not the least of which is that uh, Biden's father died uh, about uh, six years <laughs> before he became vice president. So he most certainly uh, didn't uh, get him to, to get the Purple Heart. And then his brother was uh, gone by 1999. So that doesn't work either. So Brian and I are trying to figure out what's going on inside Biden's mind. And our first thought was nothing. <laughs> but <laughs> but clearly there is something. Uh, Brian thinks he does this just... Well, to go try ahead. to impress people. I can't imagine why else you tell a whopper like that. Just to impress people to, wow, you've seen some really... Amazing things, Mr. President. I don't know. I mean, or is he just an inveterate liar who just, you know... Can't help himself. Can't help himself. Makes these stories up on the fly. It, 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 do you think that he's just the inveterate liar who makes things up on the fly? Do you think he does it purposely so that he can make himself look better? Uh, do you think he's just feeble and doesn't know better? Hard to believe this guy is the president of the United States. But he tells these stories, and he's done it all his life. That's why I think he's just an inveterate liar. He, he lied about his achievements in school. He uh, plagiarized all over the place. Uh, he, he just 
can't help himself. So, so what's the motivation? I don't know. Maybe listeners have some idea. Why does he come up with these? And, and Brian and I are kicking this around. Well, he, he's, see, if he's in command of his faculties, he has to know that people are going to investigate this story. And they're going to expose this story. Does, you know, maybe Brian, he's just so far mentally gone, you know, that uh, this I think too, seems real to him. He is going to go with the assumption that the media is not going to fact check him on anything he says. And for the most part, he's right. They don't do their homework on anything. And so, you know, the media won't even talk about this story. So if, you know, a few people listening to talk radio or Fox News or Newsmax uh, get the truth, that's one thing. But ABC, NBC, CBS, yeah, Wall you won't uh, even hear this. New York Times, none of those people will know. So he gets away with it? Pretty much, yeah. That would be ascribing a great deal of, of um, logic. And not actually bad logic. Well, I mean, if, if I'm wrong, then we would have seen it on the on the networks, right? CBS, ABC, NBC. CNN. Yeah, but that CNN. also means that he had the cognitive capacity to determine he could get away with this, that the vast majority of Americans would believe his story. That's, that's giving him some cognitive skills I'm not sure he has. So, I, I, I don't think that's it. I think he's just used to lying or he's sort of dream uh, dreamt it up and believes it and spews it out there just a you know a, a symptom of old age but i mean even if you wanted to tell a big whopper to someone <laughs> that takes uh, a little bit of skill just to make something out of out of the pull it out of the air and I I I couldn't yeah. do that. Maybe it's just you know it's his imagination, and he believes it. He can't tell the truth because he doesn't. He can't determine whether it's you know fantasy or fact. He may be that far gone. I don't know. We'll get some input from you. You, you tell us what you think. Eight seven four ninety three ninety toll free. Eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. You should know that the White House. Uh, was asked by the New York Post, clearly not the New York Times or the or the uh, Washington Post, uh, to explain this, and they they didn't uh, didn't get back to anybody. Uh, Frank Biden's tombstone does not identify him as a Purple Heart honoree, nor does his obituary, a partial registry of known Purple Heart recipients, also doesn't note anyone by that name receiving the award. See, I think he just. Sort of makes stuff up and, and thinks it's true. He's so used to lying, he can't tell the difference. All right, I'm going to get some uh, some input here. We'll start with Chris. Chris, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank God he's not a fisherman, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He the biggest. a whale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the 20-pound line. Yeah, in a, in a 12-foot boat, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, I think you're right on this. He is—he's one of those guys. If you look at his history, he wasn't the brightest uh, bulb in the whole deal there, anyway. And he has been exaggerating his education and exaggerating his resume, and he's been busted all the way, and nobody ever did anything about it. You know, I would go back to—I suppose if he was some major Republican, they'd have run him out of town by now just for being a big fat liar. 
you know, but you go over all those things he got busted on years ago, his I'm the top of my class, I'm this, I'm that. No, you were the bottom of your class, and you're a dunce. And I think it's just become a way of life for the guy. I've worked with about three compulsive liars in my time, and it is just amazing that they will stand there and just tell you the, the most obvious things that, of course, they'll never let you correlate. I mean, I, I worked with a guy at a dealership, and he was the, the Warsh cleanup guy, which is about as low as you get at a dealership. Just tell you about all the race cars he had. and Well, you can't see it today. It's, uh, you know, the, the police chased me, and it's in the shop. You know, I, I blew my engine, this kind of stuff. And it is driving an old clunker car and doesn't have any money, but they just have to do it. It's like a way of life, you know, and they, the more they do it, I think the more they, they do it just to get away with it. And yeah, I think they actually believe working. it. Well, right. to some degree, and I'm sure with his age, maybe it's getting that way, but he'd been doing this his whole life, and I just can't believe uh, somebody didn't uh, blow him out years ago on uh, lies and run him out of town and well, you know, they did. an election. But they did, but he just keeps coming back. But nobody does it. The, the voters don't, don't hold him to well, it, and the press really doesn't hold him to it. They did it a few times, but it's just like, ah, that's old Joe, you know, lunch bucket Joe. They're riding the, riding the train to work every day. You remember when he was uh, uh, plagiarizing? Yes. Uh, I mean, Johnny Carson was making fun of him. It drove him out of the race. He still came back. I know. It's, uh, I don't know. He's kind of like the Energizer Bunny, and he's, no matter what he does, he just gets recharged and comes back again, I guess. I don't get it, but, you know, it's like I said, anybody with a, that does that their entire career, you'd think they'd have just been out of business a long time ago, but, oh, well, it's uh, welcome to Washington, I guess. How weird. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Chris. Glad to have you in the Gary Nolan Show. We should, we should dig that up. Johnny Carson did a bit on uh, Joe Biden plagiarizing. I did, he got caught. And they, you know, it drove him out of a, a presidential primary. And he turned around and came back. And people keep voting for him. It's like, what the hell's the matter with people? How could you keep voting for a guy that you know is, is, a, is a liar? Uh, I mean, listen, this is, the, this is the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson when Joe Biden was uh, seeking the primary. Now, on, on the political scene, uh, one of the Democratic candidates is Senator Joseph Biden. Have you seen the problem he's been having? He went around and made a speech. And apparently, he quoted a, I think it was a British politician, took his speech and kind of paraphrased it as his own. And then the press got on him, and then he was charged also with taking part of Bobby Kennedy's speeches. And Biden says... Not to worry, he reassured his staff. He said, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Carson. Yeah, he was so good at his crap. I mean, he, he, he made such a bad impression. He, he had to drop out of the race, and yet he kept coming back, and they keep voting for the guy. It's like, what is the matter with voters in this country? It's unbelievable. All right, uh, 874-9390, toll-free, 800 529 5572. Uh, we've got that uh, story out of the way, but oh, we have so much more, uh, including because it's Christmas, the Christmas pickle. We'll play that. And uh, we'll also tell you about a town that, well, has the Christmas spirit. Almost didn't. It's in Massachusetts. And, well, there was pushback. Something we need to do a lot more of. That's all coming up in the next few minutes right here on The Gary Nolan Show. And it is the Zimmer Radio Network.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, it is uh, 9.35. Glad to have you with us. Uh, this is a uh, kind of a... So, uh, I, would you call this a good news story, the uh, dead of Massachusetts Christmas tree story, Brian? Uh, it's kind of a mixed bag, to tell you the truth. Apparently, this library has, for years, put up a Christmas tree uh, every season. And for some reason, uh, I guess because uh, people were, quote-unquote, uncomfortable... <laughs> with the sight of a tree in one of the libraries, uh, they decided to ban Christmas trees uh, this season. And uh, because somebody felt uncomfortable. You know, it's an evergreen tree with twinkling lights on it. Yeah. Uh, that um, just, I... I I'm I wonder if, you know, these public displays, you know, that uh, all of these, uh, like... Uh, Veterans United does and Shelter Insurance, that if they get complaints from people saying, you know, these holiday displays are just really offensive. Have you guys thought about just not doing that during the holiday season? I mean, come on, please it's, stop. It's an evergreen tree or a fake evergreen tree, and it has lights on it and uh, little ornaments. I mean, it's... It, it's it's not like looking at, uh, you know, a, a, a jar of warts or something that you might find somewhat uncomfortable to look at or entrails. It's a tree with twinkling lights. Get the hell over it. And here's another thing. For people who believe in, in Christ, they, you know, they see this as a holy event every year. It is a celebration of the... The birth of Christ, even though it's on the wrong date. Um, but for others who are not particularly religious, many of them still buy a tree, decorate the tree, put gifts under it, and see it as a season of giving, even if they don't get the religious connection. So who is so upset about a Christmas tree that they're offended by seeing it? And what spineless bureaucrat at the library in Dedham, Massachusetts, caved and said, oh, well, we don't want to have anybody feel uncomfortable and banned the tree. Well, this woman that works there, Lisa Desmond, a supervisor at the uh, libraries, said in a, pace, in a Facebook post, she, found, she said, I found out today that my beautiful library will not have its Christmas tree this year. Zero explanation. When I asked, I was told people uh, were made uncomfortable last year. I'm sorry, what? Well, apparently there was a huge I'm cry. guessing person was uncomfortable. Yes. Yes, it's somebody trying to make their, you know, their case. They want it their way. Anyway, th there was such a hue and cry that... Uh, the bureaucrat at the library relented, and they're putting up Christmas trees at both the libraries now. And then somebody sent her a message. And I have to clean this up because the government has regulations on what I can say on the air, and I don't want to offend anybody who has children in the car. So there was a post with screenshots of a profanity-laced rant on Facebook against this woman who wanted the Christmas trees. Uh, the, the poster, uh, who uh, she said works for a local human rights commission, said that Desmond is a uh, selfish, effing, 
uh, bitch uh, who does not care about anyone else but herself. A mother effing tree. You have put people's lives in a lot of danger. A lot of danger for a mother effing Christmas tree. I hope that you, who claim to believe in Christ or whatever happy horses, uh, whatever happy horse poop, I cleaned it up again, uh, that you're trying to hide behind, are the least gracious, most hateful, most disgusting trash in the world. Um, is this what you think your magic sky daddy wants? This is the response to her getting a Christmas tree put up? Are you kidding me? You you find a Christmas tree offensive? Don't buy one. This is like those other radical leftists who are offended when they walk by a statue. Or up in Wisconsin, they were actually a group of leftists who were offended when they walked by a giant boulder on a university campus. <laughs> I mean, it's a rock for crying out loud. What is it with you oversensitive, hypersensitive? Uh, uh, it's crazy making. Anyway, that's the story. They did get their Christmas tree. Uh, and, and in spite of uh, all the ugly, they get to have a twinkling evergreen tree. Who on earth gets upset about that? Um, I am a, a Star Trek fan. I remember the original Star Trek. My sister and I used to watch it when we were kids. And I've been, you know, a Star Trek fan ever since. And there is an extension called Star Trek Discovery. And I just caught on to it uh, not too long ago. And I think you can only get it on the interwebs. I think you have to have, uh, we, I've got Paramount. So I can see uh, a, a lot of shows that uh, you don't get on uh, DirecTV or, or The Dish or cable. So I'm watching the show, and it's kind of interesting. It's, of course, it's from the future. And then there's this episode where they go from the future to the future future, like a thousand years forward. And there's this rather androgynous female character who's clearly female. I mean, she's sort of androgynous, but you know it's a she. And she has a boyfriend. And she's being introduced to somebody. And after the introduction, she says, I don't feel comfortable being described as her. I don't feel uh, comfortable being in a he or she. Uh, please refer to me as they or them. Well... <laughs> As fast as I could hit the shut it off button. That's what you do. That's what I did. It was like, are you kidding me? All right, I've seen enough. Yeah. In the, not only is, is it in the future, it's in the future future. I mean, they leapt ahead a thousand years. And, and she, you know, magically comes out with they, them. That was it for me. I was done. They ruin everything. Leftists ruin everything everything. They ruin Christmas. They ruin Easter. They ruin TV. They ruin education. They ruin everything. There is nothing that they don't 
destroy when they touch it. Including my favorite TV programs. What a shame. What, I mean, it was just like, what are you? I couldn't believe I was hearing this. I wonder what history will say about us. I wonder what they'll say in a hundred years about this episode in our in our uh, in our history. When they look back at the stupidity of this, and it's and they're doing this on college campuses, they're doing it where they uh, put together a lexicons, dictionaries, uh, they're rewriting uh, just everything. Even in the news media, we've talked about this. They're rewriting the definition of biology. They're re rejecting science. It, and I, I guarantee you, about 100 years from now, people are going to look back at what was once a, a, the greatest republic in the world, and they're going to say, yeah, this should have been another sign that they're going down the dumper. Tony on Star Trek, welcome. How are you? Good morning. Yeah, I was laid up with surgery earlier this year, and so I talked my wife into doing the Paramount thing. You know, I was like, oh, babe, come on. It's going to be a great show. I'm going to love it. It's going to be awesome. Star Trek. So I got through the second episode, and I thought, well, the graphics are awesome, but where is the story? By the fourth episode, I had to go back to her and say, you just cancel Paramount, because that's... <laughs> I couldn't believe how woke it was. It was more woke than any college campus I've ever heard of. It was more woke than grooming and CRT in one classroom in fifth grade in any city in America in one day. I, 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 I do like Star Trek. I've always liked Star Trek. But this show has puts woke on a whole new level. I don't even think professors could get as woke as this. the writers of this show have. And when I went on their page and I, I said it, you know, and they were like, well, you don't understand, you know. Uh, Captain Kirk was very uh, very ahead of his time by kissing Uhura. And, uh, and, and they, they dabbled in lesbianism and homosexuality in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, not as blatantly as punching your face as the writers of this show have gone down the rabbit hole. Yeah, you I know, mean, an, interracial, more. <laughs> an interracial relationship isn't rejecting science or biology. But, you know, I'm not a man or a woman, that nonsense, that's rejecting science and biology. And, um, and she said she didn't want to be called a girl when her boyfriend was more feminine than her. I just, I, I love the show, but I, I just can't watch Discovery anymore. I'm waiting for, I never watched their anime stuff. I can't stand cartoons. Uh, but uh, I'm just hoping maybe maybe it can recover at some point. I doubt it at this point. But, yeah, it ruined uh, it for me. I just to throw my two cents on that. <laughs> All right, Tony, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. So my question to you is, are there other shows? Are there shows out there that wrote, uh, that wrote, woke writers ruined for you? TV shows whose premise you enjoyed, whose characters you liked, but the storylines became woke and you you just you quit watching them. Give me a call. And tell me which uh, which TV shows those are. Eight seven four ninety three ninety toll free eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Gary Nolan Show Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, nine fifty two. Who made the checks mix? Oh, I got the last of it, Brian. You <laughs> you don't get you any of it. You took my. I was saving that. Oh, it was good. Darn you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
I was talking about Star Trek and how the woke writers ruined it for me. Right in the middle of the episode, I just turned it off. It was, oh, don't refer, I don't feel comfortable being called she. Call me they or them. It's like, what? Oh, <laughs> bravo, Sierra. I'm done. Don't some of the shows that you're getting into occasionally have a political message that have nothing to do with the program that you're currently watching? And what I'm talking about is sometime I'll be watching, like, I don't know, like... Um, a story on uh, what's the highest mountain in the world? Like Mount Everest. Mount Everest. And then they start talking about climate change and how, you know. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I came here to see the beauty of Mount Everest, not get lectured on climate change. Please stop. And yeah, I, click, the, I click away. Or when they're, you know, it's a TV series and they'll go like way out of their way to come up with a storyline that includes this. Uh, you know, suddenly it's uh, yeah, some global warming thing or some evil chemical companies. It, it, it just, like, you ruined it. You just ruined it. Uh, Michael says, uh, when Stacey Abrams played President of Earth on Star Trek, I was done with the new Star Trek. Give me Spock any day. Uh, yeah, the uh, Ghost of Christmas, writes Bill Adams. The end showed two men kissing. Uh, let's see, Ralph. Woke has ruined Disney. Haven't taken the kids to a Disney movie for almost a decade. Uh, let's see, if you don't like Star Trek Discovery, definitely won't like Orville. Is that still on the air, Orville? I don't know. Uh, it, it, TV shows where the woke writers have ruined it for you. 874-9390. 800-529-5572 or go to GaryNolan.com TV shows where the woke writers have ruined it for you. Norman is on. Good morning, Norman. Merry Christmas. How are you? All right. How about yourself? I am doing well, thank you. I got interested in a show called Lois and Clark, which was a Superman thing. And they have two boys, and one of them has the powers and everything. He's got a girlfriend, and like in season two or three, now all of a sudden, she went gay. And right then and there, I quit watching it. Yeah, what was that called? Is that still on the air? Yeah, it's still on. Lois and Clark's what it's called. Is it called Lois and Clark? I thought that was an older show. Yep. Nope. <sighs> no, it's still on, because I see it every now and then, and I just pass right on by it now. Ruined it for us. Ruined yep. it. All right, Norman. Lois and Clark is out. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Alan, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, woke writers ruined what TV show for you? Lost in Space. Lost in Space? And, that... and for a bunch of different reasons. One, all, all the men in the show are stupid. And the whole, if you remember, Lost in Space was about Will Robertson with his ro robot. And yeah. that was basically the center of of the story and how they they were challenged by all these things things that came came along well the the show had will robertson so unsmart that his mother had to cheat on the test to get him in the program and and the and, and i i thought of calling this up up on the gun gun show because the other part of the show was they were so anti-gun, the first thing that happened in the episode of within the first 10, 10 minutes is an active shooter 
came on the ship and started destroying, because it wasn't just their ship, they had a bunch of different ships, and started destroying the whole, whole tearing up the whole pro- program, and guess what? They were so anti-gun that their own replicators couldn't make guns. So they had nothing to shoot back with. They just had to run. Oh, for Cronella. Was this a remake? Because I don't re- that Yeah, it was a total remake made, oh, it must have been like 20 years ago. I, f- I forgot exactly. I don't know if I saw it when right after it was made, made or not. But it had great graphics and it had some, some good I- uh, ideas. The uh, robot was a was a alien instead of being um, instead of being part of the ship, and Will Robertson does befriend him, but but uh, but the and um, Doctor Smith, who was the one who originally destroyed the program, and I didn't watch long long enough to figure out if Doctor Smith had something to do with this this active shooter, which happened to be a, the the alien ro- robot, and I don't know how that got on the ship or. It, it got very... All right, very, so it just, it was ruined by woke writers. Yeah. It, All right, that's that's what we're looking for, shows to avoid. Alan, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, all right, I, I don't even know they made a remake of that. I didn't like the original. I thought it was stupid. Uh, that stupid little robot with the flappily arms and little... Uh, it was silly. Star um, Trek, actually, was the answer to competing against uh, that program, Lost in Space, and they... Took over, they dominated. Yeah, I think what ruined Star Trek was the cost of production. They didn't have CGI back then, right? But um, you know, it, it it they just ruined it for me. Uh, let's see, Price NCIS. They took Gibbs, Mark Harmon, from being a take charge former Marine uh, that would chase any criminal anywhere. And turned him into an emotional PETA-supporting anti-gun person that runs off to the Alaskan forest to hug trees. <laughs> they neutered all masculinity out of the show. Oh, Lord. Any shows out there that you're avoiding, Brian? Say again? Any shows out there that you are avoiding? Uh, no, not right off the top of my head. All right. Uh, coming up in the next hour, in fact, uh, it, it uh, about... F- Five minutes after the hour, right after the news. Uh, Money that uh, the government spent in November, the federal budget deficit, we'll tell you about it. Next, Gary Nolan Show, Simmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.